Welcome to the Side Talks podcast. I have a question for the Side Talks audience. Uh-oh. Brad, maybe you can answer. I don't think that Corey will be able to. Wow. What happened to Andrew WK? He partied too hard. I know. <laughs> just did. struck me. I mean, his whole goal was to bring the party. That was his mission. What? Ha- where is he? Where was he when we needed him during COVID? He was That's partying true. alone at his home <laughs> in seclusion as we all did yeah, i mean i was headbanging I, I guess every night during during covid as i'm sure we all were just so enthused to be shut away for a year and a half well you know great, great times that i love to revisit <laughs> if you are wondering what this podcast is about if this is the first time you've landed on this podcast it is about the hard hitting questions in the world like what happened to andrew wk which could be resolved if either one of us just, just like Google searched the name Andrew WK, like, oh, he's on tour right now. With, yeah, probably. With, um, I don't know, the, who's a person? Juice Newton. I, I wish, I wish he would. That's a really, that would be the weirdest combination ever. I couldn't think of a person who would plausibly tour with Andrew WK for some I would reason. love it. If right now in the world he were sitting somewhere with like passed out with a bottle of, of booze and like a pizza on a turntable, because that's what should be <laughs> happening in the world if he's he should still be holding his own. Maybe he's like artfully arranging a tray of canapes and he's just like, you know, making sure he's got bottles of wine on ice and he's just getting ready for like a grown up, you know, adult party. Maybe. Yeah, it's still a party, you know. He's that's gonna, how we party in 2023, y'all. You know, pass around a nice big bowl and every you know th- we're gonna put our keys in there and as oh, the night goes like on you know i'm trying to, to throw a key part i'm trying to picture reaching in that bowl and pulling back andrew wk's <laughs> keys that would be terrible you know i recently saw the afghan wigs at saturn and uh and this is not just a really weird non sequitur uh-huh. um it's not I, just that i was like super excited i loved them and i was ready for um greg dooley to come out on the stage and he rolled out like a damn meatball <laughs> he just looked terrible Aww. it was like i and it hit me i'm like i've aged i'm like what happened to the last 30 years of my life I'm looking down the barrel at Greg Dooley, and I feel like that's what's going to happen with Andrew WK. You can't live that hard and not look like a meatball. Anyway, this is not what this podcast wow. is about. We wow. actually talk about movies. We better wrap it up before I offend anybody else. Yeah, what's up, Ding Dongs? Um, it's me, Corey Kraft, an anthropomorphic meatball. I have spaghetti arms. <laughs> you Woo! look way better than Greg Dooley. That's Aww. not saying a lot. Aww. This is Rachel Morgan. I don't mean I didn't mean it as an insult. No, but that's still the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I'm yeah. Corey Kraft, uh, and this is Side Talks, and we're going to talk about cinema Movies. Now. $25,000 here is your first subject. What is it? Go. Uh, pickles. What is it? Uh-oh. That's this segment of the podcast. I can't really call it new anymore. We've been doing it for a minute. We have. I love it. We're going to play four clips. Brad's going to cue those up for us because he's really great at that. And we appreciate him um, taking on the, the sort of... Uh, the tech here and so he's going to queue up some clips for us i've picked them out i've selected them i know what they are you're going to listen to them and you're going to try to guess what the film is when they play you're going to listen and as soon as you know you're going to jump in and scream out the name of the film that you think that it is and we're going to see if you're right but we are going to let the audience listen to the rest of the clip because they're all uh, you know under a minute some are very short okay by the way the first one i think you'll notice this brad that i i labeled one of them 
um, number number one A and number one B, and that's okay. because I'm going to say something kind of funny about this film. I think in a minute, and uh, but I can't say it now because it influences my ability to grab much from this film. I see, but I also think you're going to get this one. Okay. So here is the the very first clip that you're going to try to guess. Say, uh, it's a shot of Grey Goose with a uh, a splash of water, huh? A splash of water. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? No. Okay. I didn't think you would. That's a very short clip, right? Okay. We have a second clip that it's only fair to play for you for the, from the same film. Okay. And so we'll see if you can get it on the second clip. But that is a little bit of information that should inform the next clip. Okay. That is correct. They obviously knew the turn and exactly what heading to fly. Oh, they did not run oh a it's Sully! They did not switch you got it. Sully! 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 You got it. No one warned us. Was that Michael Rappaport being like, hey, yeah. a shot yes. of Grey Goose because your plane hit a bunch of geese? They have, a, they have a drink at the bar called the Sully, which is why I had to cut around it. Amazing. Okay? And the Sully is just a shot of Grey Goose. With a splash of water, which I, the minute I heard it, I was like, oh, front of house staff, how you hate me. You are going to have to add this. We have to have that drink on our menu, do we not? The Sully. I would go so far as to say we have to show fucking Sully on the big oh, screen because it's no. a great movie. Roll no. Tide. Roll no. Sully Sullenberger. No. 155 souls aboard that plane, and he miraculously landed it. The in miracle a landing. Water landing. Let and me say my this. boy Clint directed it. My boy uh, Tom stars bleh, in Sully. I got that Sully fever, y'all. You I, know really, what I, need? I really like this movie. I need movie. a Sully as in a drink, a shot of Grey Goose with a splash of water Sully, on it. Sully. Sully. Sully fever. Shh. Listen, I, do you know how hard it was for me to find 20 seconds of this film where they don't say the word Sully? I am here to tell you that every other word is, I, I don't know how they came up with the name of this film. I mean, every other word, Sully, the... Sully, 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 Sully. It's called a Sully, a Sully, a Sully, a Sully, a Sully. If you were to do a supercut of how many times just of the word Sully in that film, it would still be a 45 minute film. You, you, you could have pulled the part. That's just like <laughs> the sound of a bunch of geese flying into a jet engine. Just and like, you still oh, would have gotten oh, it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. On to the next. Number two. And they get a little harder. Okay. Get a little harder. Because I know you've got Sully yeah. fever. Hey, the push, baby. You in? Should I know what that means? The push beach down on the Quileute Res. We're all going tomorrow. And there's a big swell coming in. And I don't just surf the internet. Eric, you stood up once, and it was a foam board. But there's whale watching, too. Come with us. The push, baby. It's la push. Okay, I'll go if you stop saying that again. <laughs> Seriously, dude. It's creepy, man. What? That's so. what it's called. La push, baby. How do you not know this? I would have known this the minute I heard the, the room tone. I don't, I don't know baby. this. I La don't know push. it. Sam, I know you know what it is. I don't think so. Oh my I don't god. It. Brad. I don't just Somebody surf. help me. I don't. The internet. I mean, that sounds like a clue. This is one of the most famous scenes in this film in regards to an audience reaction, an audience. I mean, when we screened this recently at the sidewalk Is this hackers? Cinema, no. I don't, I don't when know. When we screened this, this uh, recently at the sidewalk cinema, during the scene, everybody screamed, "Let push, baby. Let really? Push. This is for Twilight. Oh, what? Yeah, this is this a, is this Twilight. Is a, this is a very rift on scene in Twilight. I've seen this movie like 
a bunch of times yeah. for some reason. Yeah. And I did not remember this at all. Yeah. They're, they're in the cafeteria. They're sure. trying to get Bella Swan to go out to the beach with them. She knows Edward, you know, is has an aversion to the beach. She doesn't know why yet, but we know why. Because he sparkles in the sunlight. He's a vampire. He can't go to La Push. Um, wow. You know, one thing I never think about in t- with Twilight, though, is her wiener high school friends who kind of get abandoned as what? the movies go Anna on. Kendrick is there. Uh, I, I like the high school friends. I think they're funny. Um, they're apparently, definitely it, Apparently, they're extremely memorable, but not to me. I think wiener wow. is a good word for them. Um, you got one wrong, but yeah. you know what? So far, I think your worst is three out of four. That's true. So you can still hold your own. You can still keep the title that at least you have right now. If you can get the next two. All right. All right. I'm sorry to the Twilight Love fans, Bush. by the way, that I didn't remember that. Right now. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> you hear that grunting? What yeah. she say? Making two kids run around doing all the work because you're too scared to do yourself. Is this mud? You got it. Making this is me feel it's over because you're too scared. My favorite Matthew McConaughey performance, I you think. You said you loved her I and love you lied. I love this movie. You gave up on her and she gave up on you. Just like everybody else. I trusted you. Bonfires and crosses and <laughs> Bullshit. Don't laugh at that little boy. Every single good thing movie. he told me was a lie. You never cared about her, and you never cared about us. It's very dramatic, admittedly. Not matter. You used us. He did. You made me a thief. It's true. Bonfire's bullshit. Um, you got it yeah, really quickly. I, I that really is, that is mud. That is mud. Um, I knew I couldn't give you a clip with McConaughey because McConaughey's voice every time you will just know yeah. what film it is. Um, you know, he, as of the time of, of recording this much publicized in local media, yep. he is in the Birmingham area making a new independent movie from the director of the vast of night, by the way, which is a really cool indie thing that got kind of lost in the pandemic i think it came out in 2020 or something on amazon prime so check that one out if you haven't anyway if i see matthew mcconaughey in town i'm gonna ask him about mud i just want to talk to him about mud i dare you to go up to him and be like bonfires and bullshit he'd probably be like all right man i don't know what to say because i made a movie once and don't remember you should every just word scream at him take your shirt off he probably would yeah he probably would i think most of the sightings <clears throat> he's been without a shirt anyway um you're still standing in the ring Yep. So let's see what number four brings you. Okay. Leave me alone! What do you want? I want you to go out and kill. Kill! 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 I will kill. I will. I'll do anything you say. I'll do anything you say. Yes, master. I will kill! I will kill! What the hell? Short but sweet. Do you know what this is? I think we might have him on the road. I think you might. This is, um, Jesus Christ, what is this? Um, I will 
tell you that I didn't include a little bit of the of the lead into this uh-huh. because it was really it, already you heard how aggressive that was, right? Yeah. And so it, it was so aggressive that I, I was wanting to spare people a little bit, but I'll tell you that it, it opens up with a dog barking. Dog barking. Quite incessantly. I don't know. I bet some of our audience knows what it is. I mean, this sounds like a vampire movie. You it's hear the not. kind of, it's not a vampire movie. It's not a vampire movie. This might be your worst round yet. Which still fifty fifty, not too bad. And this was a short clip. No, I don't know this. This is from Summer of Sam. Yeah, okay. I, I have I have not seen Summer of Sam. This is one okay. of the spikes. It's Spike an insane scene in Summer of Sam. Where which the dog's I, talking to David Berkowitz. The, do, the dog yeah. tar- talks. Like it's right. barking at first and then literally the dog looks at him and then the worst CGI is like, I want to that cat. You know, it's it's a really, yeah. it's kind of hilarious. I've but heard also about terrible. this scene, but yeah. I haven't seen the film. There you go. Wow. What can you do? Oh, shit. You, well, you'll just try to do better next time. I'll just have to. Two out of four. Not not great, but I, I you know, and one of the movies that I missed, I have scene so i don't have any excuse for that well the twilight thing was a deep cut unless you're a twilighter i'm not a twilighter um, you haven't I... taken the twilight pledge no you, you look i'm disappointed because of it but i also know that you, this isn't your thing but um to... summer of sam i think you maybe you ought to see well summer of sam is definitely my sort of thing i love spike lee and i love big crazy Adrian Brody. passion projects it's a crazy film yeah it has one of my favorite all-time dance scenes on it sick okay. Mira Savina and um little short John Lake Wazamo yeah it, dancing together with that height difference it's re- it's a really really great scene all right it's one of my favorite dance yeah scenes I gotta I know I gotta see this movie at some point it's yeah, one of I relatively don't... few spike movies I haven't seen it's it's a big one yeah um I don't I don't know how I feel about it it's it's it is a really gross film in so many ways, sure. uh, including the scene that you just listened to. Yeah, but uh, I'm interested to see what you think. Okay. So anyway, you're you're we got to put it on record. I'm sorry to say it, but you're now you know worst score is 50. percent I hope did we did we get a, a, all there? Did we get 100 percent yet? No. Okay, so that's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal. That's is the to goal. One of don't these days. dip any long any below 50 percent and and get 100 percent. But um. Those are pretty tough. Uh, we'd love to hear how many you got right. Podcast at sidewalkfest.com. And let me know if should they get harder? Should they get easier? Like, what's going on? What do y'all think? Are y'all getting them? I don't think they should get easier. Yeah, well, I'll tell you that nobody much. Nobody ask you. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So guess what I've been watching. What have you been watching? I, look. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. Um, I've been watching a lot of things, but I really just want to talk about one thing. Okay. You know, we, Corey, we're, we're working to try to, to up the ticket sales at the Sidewalk Cinema. That's true. It's a goal of ours this year. That's right. Um, we like to exist. And so we would like to have people in the cinema, sell, like to sell some tickets. And we made a decision, what I found to be a very difficult decision, very recently to program a film, um, Spider-Verse, the Spider-Verse, new Spider-Verse yes. film. Not because, what is it, Spider-Man End of the Spider-Verse? Spider-Man Sp- Across the Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse. This is the, the End of the Spider-Verse was the first film gotcha. from 2018. I can't keep them together. Well, they're not titled or in separate, a way that I guess you could say. would be... Accessible. <laughs> it's fine. I'm, this is not my thing. But we've, we've done really well with it. People have come. Um, in order to do that, we did not program an A24 film called You Hurt My Feelings. Uh, is this the movie that you saw? This is the movie I I've, saw. I've seen this too. Cool. So I can't wait to hear what you think, but I'm uh-huh. going to tell you what I think first. Okay, please. I, I don't want to. Um, so I think you might be surprised at how much I loved it. I 
went one night. I had, uh-huh. had kind of a crappy day, and I'll sometimes do this, y'all. I, I've got the little AMC Stubbs membership because we love the multiplex too. We don't just love one type of, That's of film true. or one type of cinema. And I thought I could have a dinner of mozzarella sticks. I could do that. I could go sit in the theater and and have mozzarella sticks and and be really poorly behave with my diet and watch a film. And this is what I want to see. And boy, oh boy, I love 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 this movie. And I did have a, a little bit of a gut punch of like, damn, I would have rather put that on a screen. No offense to Spider Verse, which I know you've also seen. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought this was such an incredible film. It's not a big film. It's it's a, a very small film in a lot of ways. I think it's I think it's a true indie. I think it's what indie should be doing. Um, granted, it has a huge cast and a much bigger budget than some people would consider. You know, the sort of it's it's not a like gritty little indie, um, but it's an indie that I think is is doing what indie films do best, which is 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 be small in so many ways, and it's small also in regards to focus and the sense that it really just kind of is playing in the world of hitting on this one topic this one thing and this one um for lack of a better word and kind of ironically to say it this one sort of truth about life mm-hmm. and i just was taken by it i thought it was funny i thought it was sweet i thought it was kind of mean at times all the things that i like in a film what did you think i love it too it's, okay, it's just a great little movie um nicole holoff center the writer director um is a, a filmmaker every time she makes a movie it's worth seeking out because the, you know some of them are more successful than others but they're all these keenly observed little character studies that are kind of warm and funny and you know bitter in certain ways and kind of caustic in certain ways um you know she made a lot of movies with Catherine Keener Catherine sure. Keener was kind of her you know late 90s early 2000s muse i guess you could say or stand in sure. if, if you wanted to say but now this is this is her second film with Julia Louis Dreyfus and her two films with Julia Louis Dreyfus the other one from 2013 called Enough Said yeah. are my two favorite of her films yeah. um Julia Louis Dreyfus i mean is fantastic to begin great, with great in this she's fantastic per, great in this. casting uh-huh um and this is just about little interpersonal slights and you know taking offense to you know what somebody might have said or you know being anxious about you you know people you trust their real thoughts and feelings about you uh and having reason to doubt what they say to you i mean just the normal everyday anxieties of life and and interacting with anybody right and and this movie just sort of dissects it in such a really brilliant and a breezy and um, a really oh breezy God. way it's a quick sucker. in and out 90 minutes and and it does and you don't even feel that it feel it just feels so nice to to sit in a film and be so entertained and you know it it does it does that it has this circle around mm-hmm. exactly what you said but within that circle it's about being a parent and about being somebody's kid and about being somebody's you know partner it's about really this the difficulties of a relationship after so many years yeah. have passed yeah. and it it's also about being sort of a writer and an artist and being t- terrified of sharing your work but at the same time you know um having an inability to to sort of to not share it so to speak um and and the truths that we not only the truths that we tell each other but the truths that we the truths and lies that we tell ourselves so to mm-hmm. speak about our own work and kind of questioning our our own abilities and i think it's also about work ethic and being um 
the fact that everybody can be really, really great at their job at the same time be really, really terrible yeah. at it. <laughs> but it's all, but what I love about it is all that crap I just said, which may or may not interest you, all lives within the realm of this central question, which is, you know, what is a, what is honesty and when should we be honest and when should we not? Or should we be honest all the time? It's sort of the policy of truth question, right? Mm-hmm. And it's laugh out loud hilarious. It really is. It's extremely funny. Um, uh, just the the David Cross and a- Amber Tamblin scenes yeah. had me rolling um, so much. The with, mom scenes, yeah. Jeannie Berlin is the mom, and Michaela Watts Watkins as as her sister. Uh, all just great. I mean, the whole cast is great. It's it's such a, a pleasure, and and hearing you describe it makes me think it actually functions as kind of an, a really interesting pair with another recent A twenty four release from one of my favorite female auteurs uh, showing up because showing yeah. up is yeah, yeah, in yeah. so many ways about so, similar so territory. That's so true. Um, I, I totally agree. It's, it, it's again, it's it also for anybody who has um, who <clears throat> at any point in time professionally or otherwise has created anything and shared it with the world. Yeah. These, those are two, these are two incredible films. It, it, it also is this thing of like, no matter how successful you are, that, when you produce something and show it to the world, we're just so fucking sensitive about uh-huh. it, no matter at what level that you're at. And so it's really, really relatable um, f- for anybody who's ever shared anything with not just the world, but with anybody that they just love. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I- I'll quit talking about it. Um, Cause I know at a certain point we're, we're getting into the minutia of it and, and it should just really be seen. I thought it was just absolutely uh, wonderful and I don't have a complaint about this damn film. Well, a strong recommendation from me as well. Yeah. So you, you certainly couldn't go wrong checking out. You hurt my feelings. Uh, it's going to be at the sidewalk film festival. I think. Cool. Yeah. Um, from we our haven't had our meeting yet, but I, I, I feel like we didn't, my my feeling in, in mulling over it over the last couple of weeks has been, you know what, we didn't put it on the screen at the cinema, but I'm going to do my very best to put it on a screen at the festival. Yeah. Um, I think uh, even if it's on VOD, I think it's worth a cinematic visit. And so, um, yeah, we'll yeah, see. It's so anyway. Good. What else have you been watching? Well, I guess I'll take this as, a, as an opportunity to mention Across the Spider-Verse, which, as you mentioned, is is playing at the Sidewalk Cinema. Um, I think it's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I, I'm one of the, the people who is I, – I, I liked – Two hours and 20 minutes, this it, thing? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, talk about breezy, though. Talk about flying, yeah, flying by. Not your type of movie. Let's no, be, I got Let's it. be honest. Um, but But – I was less enthusiastic about the 2018 movie Into the Spider-Verse than many people. I liked that movie a lot. I also saw A lot of people it. really super fans of that thing. A lot of people are super fans. I wouldn't count myself as a super fan of that original. I would say I'm a super fan of this movie. Not because it's a Spider-Man movie necessarily, even though the things that it does with traditional Spider-Man storytelling yeah. things is really compelling. It is a movie kind of about telling Spider-Man stories, making Spider-Man movies in a really interesting way uh, that I won't get into here. Okay. Um, But just on a visual level, this is one of the most splendid, adventurous, imaginative animated movies I think ever made. Yeah. Yeah. There's some truly boundary-pushing cinema in this movie. And the first one was kind of that way too, though, right? It was that way. of its era, it was sort of a boundary pusher, yeah. It, it it was a it was a boundary pusher. It's still a great looking movie, but what they did is they took that and didn't rest on their laurels, right? Because that sure. movie was 
critically beloved, won the Oscar for animated feature. They they pushed it even further. And and the story has to do, of course, in the first movie, Miles Morales, the young um, boy who becomes Spider-Man in that movie, kind of breaks a window into the multiverse and all these other Spider-Men from all these other different universes uh, flood into his universe. And they all have a slightly different animation style, right? Um, like Spider-Man noir is this, yeah. this black and white detective voiced by Nicolas Cage, who kind of is animated purely in, in, in black and white and, and does that kind of pulp hero thing. And Spider-Ham, the cartoon pig version is, yeah, is just, just a cartoon me. pig. Um, it's, it's that kind of joke, right? Yeah. But, but whereas those characters come into this unusual sort of comic book styled universe in this movie, our main character goes out into these other universes and each of these environments has its own unique art style and just the, the melding of all of these different techniques of animation, these visual styles and just this boundless imagination of bringing hundreds of characters, all of whom have very specific and particular little in-jokey type things, um, to the screen in this really coherent and visualized, you know, sure. story. It's really amazing. I mean, for example, there's a character called Spider Punk, who is styled as this 1980s you know, anti-establishment Spider-Man with a mohawk. Yeah. And he looks like he is stenciled um, and cut like like a Sex Pistols record sure. album. This is exactly what the Sex Pistols were hoping for, sure. by the way. Sure, I'm sure that they when were they like, were performing, Oi, yeah, God save the Queen, and also co-opt our visual style for a Spider-Man movie in 40 years, yeah. Absolutely, this is exactly what they had in mind. You know what, though? Sony Pictures, we, yeah. Johnny Lydon can kiss my ass. Yeah, he anyway. sucks. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, that's just one example. I mean, everything else is so, so cool. I mean, it's just a movie that flew by for me and that was constantly just surprising and astounding me with all manners of, again, just boundary pushing storytelling and boundary pushing technical work. I mean, it's a really kind of amazing movie. Also, I saw it in Vienna, Austria that helps. at a, at an English language cinema with a very enthusiastic crowd. Um, and the movie, you know, wasn't, did you sign subtitled. autographs afterward? I, as, as, as an American, the, oh, as an American. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yes, I am from Birmingham, Alabama. No, no, don't crowd me. Um, yeah, people really wanted to, to see what my deal was. I'm sure. Um, so that was great. Um, I also want to very briefly mention another fairly recent movie that I really, really liked, and then a, a less recent movie okay. that I really, really liked. Um, the more recent one is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. You liked it. I liked it a lot. I haven't seen it yet. I thought it was cool. really adorable. Good. Um, is This is not... Is this teen friendly? Is that oh the? yes? Okay, yeah, nice, uh, absolutely teen friendly. Um, you know, an adaptation of the classic Judy Blume yeah. novel, yeah. Um, starring uh, Rachel McAdams uh, and well, Benny Safdie as the parents. Um, you had my attention at Rachel McAdams. Oh, she's ah, fantastic Safdie. in the Safdie's movie too. Cutie too. Um, she's fantastic. The the uh, the main character's name Margaret. Uh, the the actress the young actress i can't remember her name apologies she's too young we don't she's remember young people's names terrific though uh in the movie 
Um, everybody's terrific. Kathy Bates is in it as her grandma, and she's just a whole lot of fun. Um, but it's just a really sweet and empathetic yeah. and sensitive movie. I think that fans of of Judy Bloom and that novel in particular will have no complaints about this yeah, adaptation. Cool. So really, really lovely uh, movie there. And the the next movie is quite unlike it. Um, I watched it on my plane uh, from Italy to the United States uh, yesterday. Um, humble brag. Yeah. Um, uh, Look at that flex. It's, um, it's a Wes Craven movie that I hadn't seen before. Oh. Uh, the People Under the Stairs. Yeah. Did you have a great time? Oh my god, this movie is so much fun. Yeah, and it's it's, it's not what you think it does. It right? is not what I thought it was going to be. I knew that my my friends Norma and Big Ed from Twin Peaks right. were the antagonists, but I did not know what their characters were exactly going to be, which is a very fucked up and twisted, like. Um, Ronald and Nancy Reagan sort of thing yeah, is these yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. predatory landlords minute, yeah. who are really fucked up and I don't want to spoil anything about this movie because I don't know how widely seen it no, is but I, I, I think don't you know I think that the message of just uh-huh. it's not what you think it is it's actually it's so much fun and it's got you know it's it's this is a reductive thing to say, but it's get out before get out in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. It does have a social message. I mean, and much like get out, it's not a very hidden social message, sure. right? You're not digging too deep into the subtext of this movie to see what this movie's railing against, but it's, uh, you know, a good one and it's a smart one and it's a really fun, really disgusting genre movie built around this message it's not just a message so, maybe we should put it on the screen in, in october fucking yes because so, it's so much fun i want a little side note real quick that i'm about to i did anybody know this i was reading the west craven book for uh for our book film club which uh-huh. is the plug for book film club we we read a book all together um we'll separate separate but together and then we come together and we watch a film that relates to that book and then we talk about it after and we recently did a west craven um mm-hmm. sort of a biography on west Cra- craven and we watched uh, watched a west craven film which i can't remember what 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 it was we watched but hmm. it was like a nightmare on elm street or something so anyway Point being that in the book, I was just reading along and it was, you know, all going as planned as thought. And all of a sudden it was revealed that Wes Craven's wife had an affair with Sharon Stone. I don't think you can just drop that. I just dropped that. And it, yeah. Anyway, moving right along. What else about the film? I'm shook. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Everett McGill and Wendy Roby, of course, are amazing. Right um, and Ving Rhames. I didn't know Ving Rhames was in it. He's a lot of fun. Uh, and just, you know, the the house of horrors yeah. that our young yeah, protagonist yeah. has to navigate and just the, the new ways in which it's just fucked up. Um, it's just so much fun, that, that movie. So, uh, you know. A, that's a great plane film. Yeah. I'm going to call it. Um, as long as the people behind my seat weren't just like, what the fuck is that guy watching? I don't even give a shit. Um, Cause it gets, it gets nuts, but, um, but yeah, really strong. All, all three of those really, well, all four of those really strong recommendations. Yeah. Um, movies, they're great folks. Uh, check them out, especially the ones we put on our screen at the sidewalk cinema. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the side talks podcast. 
We're your own personal cinematic Noel Gallagher and Matt Healy. Oh, man. Here we go. That guy again. Here we go. That I'll just, guy again. I'll just say this. Everything that I know about Matt Healy or Matty Healy or whatever the fuck his name is Matty today. Matt Healy. I, um, I probably said it wrong. I don't but. I don't care for this guy. I But but Noel, I'm on Team Noel. And okay. you know what it takes okay. to get me on Team Noel? It takes me a lot to get on Team Noel. Oh, man. Of course, the one of the members of Oasis, um, a brother to another Gallagher. Liam. Put it that way. God bless him. Um, so basically what's happening right now, Corey, just so you know, Noel Gallagher has spoken out and is taking credit for the Taylor Swift, Maddie Healy, quote unquote, breakup, which y'all. They broke up? Here's the thing. Did that happen while I was out of the country? Let me tell y'all something that happens in life. People have flings. Did y'all know that? People go on a weekend with somebody and they sleep with them and then they say goodbye and they don't date them it's a thing that happens i don't think so i'm pretty sure only mommies and daddies have sex (laughs) when you do that you don't break up with someone (laughs) so i'm glad that the world and the internet keeps insisting that taylor swift has a committed relationship every time she decides to sleep with somebody um but anyway noel gallagher's right there on board saying that he he's taking credit for the breakup and it's actually kind of a convoluted response from him shocker um about how he's responsible for that but there are some things in this that are not convoluted and that is this he um did a little sort of comment here about maddie healy in in this way apparently maddie healy got under his skin at some point by by making a comment that i didn't think was unfriendly but maddie healy has a way of saying things that makes you want to just kick him Mm -hmm. and what he said was i you know liam and noel need to make up and oasis needs to get back together well this pissed noel gallagher off i just think he (sighs) felt like maddie healy didn't need to be making any kind of comments on this i mean probably not but literally millions of people around the world have said that to noel for what 25 years for sure maybe that's part of the annoyance right yeah and anyway, he replied by calling Matt Healy a fucking slack-jawed fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> I approve. And went on to say, who needs to get over how shit his band is and split them up. So, you know, I'm you've already called no. it. You're I'm already, still you've already no. called it. I'll be Matty Healy because, yeah, Matty Healy just had a weekend affair with Taylor Swift. And I think it's probably a better place to be than whenever, wherever Noel is. Noel Gallagher, if you're listening, I am also one of those people who would love for Oasis to get back together. He's also a slack-jawed fuckwit. Oh, sorry. but, but You set yourself up for it, kind of. But listen, just <laughs> just take your own time. If it happens, if it, hap- it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, we always have those couple of records uh, that... You know, I, I I like Oasis. I don't like them enough to know Liam and Ga- I, I I know them by face, uh-huh. I guess. So I guess, yeah, I get. I I'm speaking out of turn. I do know who they are. Do, do, does everybody remember, or am I t- am I just old here? The concert where they got in a fight right before the show, which I mean, I mean I, that's I, every concert. And then Liam went up into the stadium seats and sat and watched while the band performed. Yeah, and Noel sang all the songs instead. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's in that that Oasis documentary that I saw. Damn, I need to see that ago. because the footage that when they keep cutting back to Liam and the and the <laughs> seats and he's just like, "Fuck you, bastard, you fucker." It's just amazing. It's just amazing to watch somebody's brother just fucking rail on them while they're performing. And it's they're they're my favorite. They go I hard. Know. They're my that favorite. Is, that is two siblings who go hard with the fights. That's why I love them. I, I I know it's 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 not 
productive. It's very, it's very uh, <laughs> it's distressing a, in a lot of ways. It's an incredibly unhealthy relationship. But we don't recommend it, but we do like to watch I it. I truly do. I truly love both of them and Oasis. So, so yeah, uh, Team Noel on that one. And fuck this other guy. I don't know. Yeah, Maddie Healy. Yeah. And um, I don't see why we don't just blame Noel Gallagher for the quote unquote breakup. Let's sure. do it. Let's do it. Um, in the meantime, yeah. uh, thank you to Brad. Thanks, Brad. You're welcome. Thank you to Boutwell Studios. Brad, and- are you an Oasis fan? I am. Yeah. Yeah, Let's hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to Boutwell Studios. And um, why don't you visit SidewalkFest.com, get yourself tickets to see movies at the Sidewalk Cinema, and get yourself a pass to the 25th Annual Sidewalk Film Festival which is coming up in downtown Birmingham at the end of August. You're going to want to get those passes now, folks, because we have got quite a program coming it's up shaping for you. Up. It's shaping up. So uh, passes, again, SidewalkFest.com. They will go up in price as the summer continues. So go on. In the meantime, come see a film with us at the cinema. That's right. Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.